So we'll he's see. short, so with that, that's where Gruden comes in. Gruden used to like to have uh, the offensive line coach create passing lanes for the quarterback. I was just, I was reading my mind. I was just going to say it's going to be up to Reich now to come up with some passing lanes. Right. Because he sure as shit can't throw over those six foot five, six foot six beasts. In front right. Of those. Yeah. And then, you know, this, this next one's going to be interesting. This next pick. Let's see who's on. Does Stroud drop because of the because of the S two or does and they go Will Anderson? I would go Will Anderson because Will Anderson can play right away. He's ready to go. I'm hoping Will Anderson drops the Lions, but we'll see. Brent Holmes, he's very confident in his um, ability to pick in. What's going on, Aiden? The other, you know, the other interesting thing about what's going on with the Lions is I heard they might trade down six to ten to uh, Philly, and I started thinking about that. What if Philly decides not? They're looking for a running back, right? They've been rumored in the market for Derrick Henry, right? And supposedly, Bajan Robinson's been rumored lately, going all the way as high as number eight. So if the Eagles leapfrog eight to get R six. That would make sense. And then Bijan Robinson has a, a big payday. You know, <laughs> and, and just just because, you know, life and the way people are, I know you deal with it in your profession. I would always trade down. Always. Because people overestimate their ability. Their abilities to pick people to do anything, right? <laughs> yeah, unless unless you like here's the thing, Brad Holmes last year trading up for Williams. The deal was the deal with Brad Holmes is he always picks the best player available. Right. It doesn't matter about me, he doesn't care. Right. So he's got his own he's got his own board, you know. Right. What he does do their homework and he says you gotta trust the process. And he's just saying that in another edition of the uh, inside oh, okay. drop. And he just said, you know, trust the process. And I know his process is best player available. Right. On his board. So who the hell knows what the hell lines are in? Right. The six is such a weird pick this year. So I don't know. We'll see. You know, in, in the way, there's too much consolidation right now in the NFL. In college football, too. You know, top power yeah. five. Everybody runs a 425. You guys ran the 425. Everybody's running the same defense. You know, yeah. and it's all okay. I can pick better players. I got better athletes. Blah blah. blah. All right. All right. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. All right. Be safe. All right. Bye bye. All right. So, uh, there's a Jerob there. Let me go. No, I don't want to lie there. Right. Now there's a lot there. I will not do that. All right. So that's first round uh, draft pick. It's going to be Bryce Young uh, from L.A., University of Alabama. The Alabama Crimson Tide, Roll Tide. Uh, again, the NFL is consolidating a lot. So it's always very interesting to uh, see things, right? 
in part of the team uh, this year is going to be the four two five defense. Everybody has and runs the four two five. It almost all of the players come from Alabama, Georgia, right? Fifteen draft picks for the University of Georgia last year. They all come from the same coaching trees. So uh, you're going to look at the coaching tree of Bill Belichick, the coaching tree of Andy Reid, and the coaching tree of the Harbaugh family, the Harbaugh football family coaching tree. Uh, And all the information that we use, right, is for money, to be able to make money uh, betting on the games. Uh, The second pick is in, and what we do is we use business and financial concepts in order to be able to pick the games. So to do so, we use fundamental analysis. And in fundamental analysis, okay, in fundamental analysis, the most important part of it is corporate governance, okay? So corporate governance is the most important part. So that's why we talk a lot about the GMs, the coaches, And you look at management structure. So as an MBA, I look at the structures of the team, uh, what mistakes they're making to be able to anticipate and make money off those mistakes later on uh, during the football season. So first rule of betting is never bet your own team. Second rule of betting is... uh, Always do your homework. So this is a big part of the homework process. Uh, it's going through the draft, going through every pick, and the whys. Which teams are making mistakes, which teams are not making mistakes. All right. So second pick of the draft is C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Two diminutive quarterbacks, two quarterbacks from the L.A. area who went to big power schools, had a lot of success. Uh, It's going to be tough sledding for him with a defensive coach, Houston. They have a racist owner in McNair uh, who inherited his money. He didn't make the money. He inherited it. And so far, it has not gone well for him. Uh with Houston. He keeps hiring token black coaches because it seems like like the Tucker Carlson situation, they have uh, some tapes on them. So he's just hiring black people, trying to set them up for failure. So he had to hire the third coach in a row, and he still messed up with um, the guy they have there, uh, the, Mar- the Marco. So I'll get his name. Coach of the Houston, Texas. He's a defensive guy who's never really ran a defense. He uh, was running the John Lynch defense. All right. John, the John Lynch defense. So, CJ Stroud's going to be in a tough situation to start off over there with the, in Houston. As opposed to 
Bryce Young, whereas Carolina has a pretty decent team, Matt Rule, even though he was overmatched, even though Matt Rule was a bad coach, he does know defense. So the defense was pretty much well uh, set up. And the offensive line is decent. And Frank Reich is a great coach. He knows how to do more with less. He got to the playoffs with Philip Rivers, an old Philip Rivers. Uh, yeah, he, he was in, again, he was in a bad situation with the Colts. Uh, he did the best he could with what he had. And now we move forward uh, with C.J. Stroud. Uh, he is diminutive. How many games can he play in a season? That's going to be his uh, MO. But uh, I think Coach Reich is going to, you know, he's going to learn how to play professional football from Coach uh, Reich, which a lot of people normally cannot do. As we're live streaming, the 2023 draft. 2023 draft today. And very exciting for the guys drafted, right? Uh, you're going to make life-changing money. Life-changing money. So I didn't know CJ Stroud was this tall. He, he played really well at Ohio State. He played really well in that bowl game. Against the Georgia, uh, against, yeah, against the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, he's crying. It means a lot to him. CJ Stroud comes from a one-parent home. Uh, the mom had to do everything. And uh, a lot of it has been on him. And uh, he worked hard for this. Working, You work a lifetime to be able to uh, get to this point. Unfortunately, right? That's what happens in life, right? The good guy, the good, nice guy ends up going to a horrible situation. But he's got the money, but it's just not getting the money, right? It's being able to manage the money and getting the right people around you. So from here, you look at who's his management team, uh, who... He's surrounding himself with, right? And how uh, he matures from being, you know, a college guy uh, to being an adult in the NFL, and then looking at life after football. All those things you kind of put into consideration as you're betting the games. What type of emotional control is he going to have in a game? All right. So the next pick is going to be the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are one of the teams that I call a mob team by the Bidwell family. They used to own racetracks. They just sold the five racetracks they had to the Rooney family. Uh, they're one of the original families in the NFL that made their money through horse racing and parlayed it, pardon the expression, into an NFL football team. So from there, uh, you're looking at they're cheap franchise, so they win early and lose late. Made a lot of money with that, with Cleansbury winning early and then losing late. And that's my dog, Aiden, waiting for my wife to come home. 
right. And she is <laughs> So people can see the video. My wife is close. So we got the first two draft picks in. So Arizona, the Bidwell family, uh, a mafia-owned team. You look at right there, you'll see that's uh, the reference for a lot of the information I'm using is called uh, interception, interference, interference. And it relays, it tells the story of the original NFL franchises and corruption and the mafia, all those things interwoven into what's going on uh, in the NFL. Currently in the NFL, too, right? Uh, Daniel Snyder. What's going on, Ian? You okay? Daniel Snyder, the um, owner of the Washington Commanders now. He had to change the name. Uh he said the NFL owners are all a bunch of mobsters, right? So Houston, Houston's picking this in. First round, third pick. So it must have been a trade. Let me see what's going on. It must have been a trade. The dog goes crazy. Yeah, so Arizona, the mobsters, they traded with their new um, uh, general manager who quit because they didn't want to pay him. The uh, fake an illness. <laughs> There's a lot going on that a lot of people aren't like paying attention and factoring in as you invest in these games. Uh, so they go ahead and they uh, trade that pick to Houston, and now Houston's making a selection. So it's been C.J. Stroud, uh, now Will Anderson. So great pick in Will Anderson. Will Anderson is a linebacker who is ready to go. And then new defensive coaches, uh, philosophy. Right. So you got to go with Will Anderson. Again, here we go again. With uh, Nick Satan, Bill Belichick, Mafia. They control a lot of the NFL, the 45 defense, and two out of the three first players picked are out of the Nick Satan Mafia, right? Nick Satan Mafia. Uh, also in their Mafia is Bill Belichick, the uh, head coach of your New England Patriots, and the godfather of the Mafia is Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells is the, the head guy of the mafia, of the football mafia. The Bill Belichick, Nick Satan mafia. And we'll get into uh, why I call Nick Satan, Nick Satan. It's a little long. Uh, through the draft. Through the draft. All right. The next pick is going to be your Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the owner of this franchise. So we talk about, a lot about the owners because of corporate governance. Nobody's ever made money with fundamental analysis. But they have made money. No, nobody has made money with technical analysis, which you see on CNBC all the time. 
People have made money with fundamental analysis. That's why we talk about the owners. So now the owner is uh, Jim Ursay, right? So Jim Ursay, uh, Jim Ursay, he got caught with a pound of cocaine. He got caught with a uh, $30,000 worth of oxycodone, oxycontins, and a hooker. And he got no time, right? They just drove him home. The hooker goes to the hospital. He takes the hooker out of the hospital and she OGs. He gets no time, right? <laughs> this is the owner of the team. So for us, a sports better, the reason that we pay attention to that is because this team is not going to have a lot of backups uh, late in the season. They're not. So, again, there's another cheap team owned by a nefarious person that you 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 favor them earlier in the season, but you don't like because they don't want to pay the money for backups, for quality depth. And because they do not want to do so, uh, we we take advantage of the situation. All right? So that's uh, two out of three players from the Nick uh, Satan Alabama football mafia. All right? Making a lot of money. The So it's going to go in Indianapolis. Their pick is in. And it's going to be Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. No, it's actually going to be Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll Mafia. <laughs> Another guy. So between Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll, we're talking about nine Super Bowls. And Pete Carroll won three national championships with USC. The USC Trojans. So between them, that's 12 national titles between all those guys. Uh, insane. So they control a lot. So it'll be interesting. Again, uh, whoever you are, no matter how much success you are, people uh, overestimate their abilities, right, to pick things, to do things. And sometimes they spread themselves too thin. They, they don't know how to work with people. So we've made a lot of money with the fact that Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick are almost like a dictatorship in the sense of a family-owned business with one person doing 10 jobs. So Bill Belichick the head of scouting, he's the vice president, he's the general manager, he's the head coach, he's also the defensive coordinator. Now, it's dumb as an NBA, I look at the structural deficiencies in these organizations to uh, monetize their weaknesses and their mistakes. That's what I want to do. I want to leverage the mistakes these people are making to put money in my pocket. So, the fact that Pete Carroll, in his mid-70s is doing 10 jobs, right? I factored that in into, you know, how I approach things. So, him being the, the 
head coach, general manager, vice president, head of scouting, and defensive coordinator of this football team, you got to you got to think that Pete Carroll will be going defense. So you got to think Jalen Carter, all right? Uh, Jalen Carter uh, got in trouble with the law. So Pete Carroll from a better L.A., right? Uh, Pete Carroll from a better L.A., which was a game program, is going to have no problem with uh, Jalen Carter, right? So with your fourth pick, the Indianapolis Colts pick Anthony Richardson, 6'4", 244 pounds. He can run like the wind, right? He can run like the wind. He has a rocket arm. So from uh, the neck down, he is Cam Newton. From the neck up, it's a problem. So if the man cannot read uh, NFL, uh, he can't read college defenses, right? He can't read college defenses. What makes you think he can read uh, NFL defenses? Okay. And those uh, hopping on Podbean, uh, let me know if you can hear me because I'm going to fix the sound there to get a little bit of help. You can ask any question you prefer. Let me write this on Podbean. Yeah. Any questions you have on Ponzi's, let me know. So you go Anthony Richardson. From the neck down, he is a great quarterback. From the neck down, great quarterback. From the neck up, there's a question mark. Uh, he's still a young guy. I guess he's got to be like 21 years old. And now we told you about the situation he's in. He's a, the owner's a crack addict here. Uh, I even forgot who the head coach of uh, Indianapolis is. Let me look at it up. Indianapolis. Indianapolis Colts. The fact that I can't remember means that he's unremarkable. We have fun betting. Yeah, no wonder I didn't. He, it's Shane Stitcher, right? He was the um, offensive coordinator for your Philadelphia Eagles, but he wasn't really the offensive coordinator because the offensive coordinator was the head coach. Okay. Was the head coach of your Philadelphia Eagles. So, again, another disaster. Uh, this guy's going to a bad organization. He's probably going to hold out. Probably not going to get paid. He's not going to get a lot of support. He's getting a guy who wasn't even a coordinator in the NFL. Now suddenly he's a head coach. Why? Because he, the owner of the team's a crackhead. He takes out loans on the team. He doesn't want to pay anybody. So he got the cheapest head coach he can. And hopefully he's not setting this Anthony Richardson kid up for failure. This is going to be a total plus one situation. Plus one in football means 
because there's so many uh, blockers that they overwhelm the defenders and the quarterback has a lane to run. So uh, that's what happened in Philadelphia last year. Jalen Hurts got to run like heck, but he got a, a big contract and he got to the Super Bowl. So that is your Indianapolis Colts. Wife just got home. I'm going to step away for a second and I'll be right back. To you. Picking up this poop, you pooped outside. I don't know why. All right, I'm back. All right, to the White House, he tweeted. So, uh, Seattle Seahawks are taking their time right now. So things kind of define themselves a little bit. So it's good always to, to do this research, to wrap your head around what's going to go on. Uh, who you bet early? Who uh, salesman think short-term, businessman think long-term? Who's going to be a better long-term fit? All right. So Pete Carroll's on the clock. All right. So let me update Adrian Robb. As we analyze the draft, so we can monetize the situation. Let's see here. It's a very interesting draft so far, uh, as far as putting things in order to be able to monetize it, put money in your pocket during the NFL season. As we wait for Pete Carroll. Right, Pete Carroll. Right, looking at Adrian Rob's phone number. Get him the get him an update of the picks as he uh, gets situated. We're still waiting on Pete Carroll. 
Mm, right here we go. Awesome. Possum. Hey folks on Palm Beach, let me know if the uh, it sounds okay. Get this in. Right, so Adrian Robinson, he said his guesses was Will Anderson, was from Stroud, so he was right on it. All right, so Devon Weatherspoon, so I was right, cornerback, P. Carroll cornerbacks coach so he's the grand poobah right so he's the uh head coach he is the general manager and he's also the uh defensive coordinator so for himself he gets a defensive back devon weatherspoon uh six six foot 181 pounds from the University of Illinois, the Fighting Illini, the Fighting Illini. Uh, so next up is Detroit. So Detroit's up next. Uh, Adrian Robs is saying that. Uh, The, the Detroit's going to trade down, all right, with a six pick. So we go Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Anderson, Anthony Richardson, SEC, right? SEC, Ohio State. And then you got right now, you got uh, Devon Weatherspoon. He's a zone guy, right? Uh, even though he's, you know, He's a cornerback. He has speed. He kind of plays back. All these guys, um, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, all these guys, you can't argue with them, to be honest with you, because they've won so many Super Bowls, right, between them. They all just wait for other teams to make mistakes. So they play back. They play zone. 
and they stopped the run. So this cornerback is a cornerback. Even though he has a lot of speed, he's a cornerback. He's going to play back. He's going to, you know, give the receiver a ten yard cushion, and then play physical football from there. He's going to make sure he does not get beat deep. Right. So Adrian Robinson did. Detroit is going to trade down. Analytics works in baseball. It does not work in football. Okay. Uh, so when people talk about analytics, one aspect that might work in football is that, you know, making analysis of the draft. Because in the draft, it's a male ego. We all think that we do things better than other people. We think that we have a superior knowledge, right? And that's not necessarily the case. So it's studies done, mathematical, statistical studies done on the draft. Teams that trade down or teams that trade uh, draft picks for known quantities do better. And that get, that parts, parts of it is decision science, right? Uh, in decision science, you look at variables and co-variables. You identify the situation. Uh, you apply math, and you use rigorous knowledge to come up with the right answer. That's the way you make a business decision. So here, um, if you trade down, statistically, you're going to be better off. Right, so I told um, Adrian Rom, they did, Detroit, he was right on it. Uh, they did trade down, and now Arizona. Remember, Arizona, the Bidwells, are basically a mafia-owned team, a family-owned team. The Bidwells uh, made their money horse racing. Uh, and we'll get into the podcast. Uh, I'm going to do a podcast tomorrow on the Fall from Grace from George Navarro. And it's about corruption in the horse racing industry. So, Bidwell, mafia team, corrupt team, cheap, family-owned team. Of course, they're going <laughs> to accept the trade. Uh, and they're up next. All right, so let me tell uh, Adrian Rob, you are right. They traded to Arizona. Okay. So, Arizona, they make, you know, the way the NFL teams make their money is because really what they are, the NFL is a commercial real estate uh, organization and the way teams make their money to families build their wealth is increasing the value of the team uh, for operational expenses they have money from the TV contract just a win-win situation I hate that phrase I hate cliches right uh, so let's stay away from cliches so it's a very advantageous situation they don't have to win Winning costs money, 
right? So this is a business. The purpose of a business is to make money. Purpose of a family, like the Bidwells, is to build wealth. So are they losing on purpose? Yes, sometimes. Not all the time, right? But they fake it good. Um, they hire these clowns who think they're good or they don't know what situation they're getting into. But when you're working for the mafia, you are working for the mafia, right? So the pick is in for them. Uh, they, the contract in the NFL, you make your most money on your second contract. All these first-round draft picks are making a lot of money. Uh, but they just want to do it once. And then we'll get into it with uh, Andrew Robert about Jalen Carter. Right? You know, Texas, not even um, not even uh, better LA, Pete Carroll, who has experience with gang members from LA, would not touch um, Jalen Carter. Right. He likes reclamation projects. So, uh, you know, and, and a defensive player like him is up his alley. And it gets back to the SEC uh, taking advantage of black guys that they have great abilities, but not nurturing their minds. So 80% of football players, NFL players, do not end up broke. Right? So, Seattle got Devon Witherspoon, our cornerback, and then uh, the Cardinals get another offensive lineman. They love picking offensive linemen. They already had a good offensive line, but they pick up a monster. 6'6", 313 pounds. Six six three hundred and thirteen pounds from oh the Ohio State. So that's two Ohio State players and two Alabama players in the first round. Uh, all Power Five so far in the first round, with Anthony Richardson going to Indianapolis. Now Paris Johnson. Uh, big, bad, tough guy going to Arizona. So Arizona's going to switch their offense around from being a uh, air raid team to being more a conventional, uh, conventional NFL offense. All right. The next up is going to be another uh, team that's owned by pretty much the Mafia. They have 100 owners. Uh, Mark Davis, that was Al Davis, who made that arrangement. And a lot of the people that own the Raiders live in parts unknown. So, again, you're looking at the Bill Belichick, uh, Pete Carroll, Jim Harbaugh. Nick Satan, 
my history. Okay. And uh, Adrian Rob sending in the message that uh, <laughs> Detroit, Detroit ripped off those Arizona Cardinals. So now Detroit is 12th. Right. So uh, a message to Adrian Rob, Detroit has the 12th pick. Right, so Detroit with a 12th pick. Uh, they traded down to, uh, they're looking at, you know, they have a player in mind, they have players in mind that fit the pattern better than anybody else. Okay. So what the way it works is that every NFL franchise is different. Okay. Uh, so with that being said, every NFL franchise being different, there's different best practices. I have a friend of mine who's real corporate type. He's worked for five NFL teams, totally five different rules. He, this guy's the best practices guy. He's like, this industry should have best practices. They don't. You got to deal with reality. You get to pay well. So what they do for the most part, though, is they, they attach a number to a player it gives them their so-called value, right? So their so-called value. So if you think a guy's a five and the other team thinks the guy's a, a 10, right? And you can get, you know, a seven or an eight trading the guy you think is a five, go ahead and trade him. So that's what's going on uh, with Detroit right now. Right. And uh, being the agent that he is, Adrian Robb, uh, it's making a good point that with the 12th pick, uh, that creates more cap space uh, for Detroit. Because Detroit, the Ford family. So when Adrian Robb comes back, I'll ask him about the Ford family. Right. Because the Ford family, they own the Detroit Lions. And the Detroit Lions, I'm not sure well, but things change, time change. Uh, Ford is doing better now. You get my sense? Uh, so the Ford family, right? Because you got to look at, again, corporate governance. I mean, that helps us stay at $100,000 range, making $100,000 of betting football. All right. So the Raiders pick is in, right? So when we talk about Bill Belichick, we talk about uh, McDaniels. McDaniels was the offensive coordinator for Bill Belichick for many years. He became a head coach. He, what did he do, right? What did a Belichick disciple do when he became a head coach? He started cheating, stealing the film. <coughs> Other teams, he got caught. He's not in jail or anything. You and I would be in jail if he committed that kind of fraud. He's not. He's out. He is the head coach of the Los Angeles Raiders. Okay. So now he's the head coach of the Los, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. And his, and his pick is in. So far as a head coach, he's been a complete, unmitigated disaster. So, like, Josh, really blunt. Uh the reason I'm blunt is because 
we only get paid by picking the right teams. And as Elon Musk said, you got to get to the truth to predict outcomes. If we're poor middle class people, we can only get close to the truth. However, so being blunt, calling a spade a spade, it's how you get to the truth to be able to predict outcomes and to monetize the information. So he hasn't won anything. So the past is not a indicative, right, of a future result. But his past is not good. <laughs> so he's in the Raiders. He's from Bill Belichick. He's in a mafia organization over there in Las Vegas. They're crying about the A's coming to take away a little bit of their, their entitled market share there. They don't want to work for the business. They want to give them, give, because, out, you know, Mark Davis inherited the position there with the Raiders. He did not work for it. So usually if there's a fight between somebody who uh, is given something versus somebody who worked to get it, the person who worked to get it is usually going to do good. So, uh, the, the Raiders trying to fix the defense. They get an edge rusher from Texas Tech, uh, Tyree Wilson. He's walking up there with a suit that my wife does not even let me uh, wear, with a chest hanging out and a bunch of chains. Right? <laughs> so, that's him. Good luck to him. Uh, is going to come off the edge, going to play defense for the Raiders. Uh, when I watched Texas Tech football, he was good, but he didn't really stand out to me. You know, it's being a uh, first-round draft pick. And again, this is a crapshoot, you know. Everybody said Garrett Wilson was a good quarterback coming out of BYU. We knew he wasn't. He was horrible. Or well, he is horrible. Yeah. So, Tyree Wilson, your Atlanta Falcons. Not your Atlanta Falcons, your uh, Los Angeles, your Las Vegas Raiders. Your Las Vegas Raiders. Why do they want an inversion where they already have Cosby? So it seems a little bit redundant. Uh, but you win with defense, right? So he wants a little bit of a uh, retrieve, right? So he wants, a, he wants a little bit of pressure off him in the offense. He wants... Um, to get the ball back on third down, right? Whoever wins third down does well. So you're looking at the next. The next pick is going to be the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they were close last year in a lot of games. Uh, they went up and down the field with the running game. They were very creative with the running game. Uh, the Desmond Ritter was the quarterback they got, and their pick is in. So this is a team that's very close. Uh, that division's in turmoil. Brady's out of there. 
uh, New Orleans is in turmoil. So it's up for the, you know, whoever has the most organized team ends up winning that division. So the pick is in for the Atlanta Falcons. Right? Pick is in for your Atlanta Falcons. I like Atlanta a lot. Even though they didn't make the playoffs, they're pretty sad as a team. Uh, basically, they would have made the playoffs if they could have closed games out in the fourth quarter. Okay. You send this picture to Adrian Ron. Next pick is going to be your Chicago Bears. Another team in transition, but again, the NFL is a commercial real estate uh, endeavor, right? So it's commercial real estate. So to that end, they're, they're building a new stadium. Uh, they got, as their president, uh, the former commissioner of the Big Ten, Mr. Warren. Uh, their, their coach at Eagerhaus. Uh, he's a great defensive guy. Uh, they want, they want, they usually are tanking, want to lose. Uh, they traded away their two best defensive players. And again, from a logical business standpoint, as an MBA, the person with securities licenses, uh, don't trade known commodities for unknown commodities. You don't want to overestimate your ability to pick players. And that's what they did, right? So they traded their best defensive players, which is the strongest part of their team, uh, for draft picks. But you know what? Who knows if you can uh, uh, replace the, the, the quality, right, the quality of the defense, right? So that's the situation there. Again, generally Carter's there. You got to look at his legal issues, his character issues. Uh, he's a liability, so they don't know if they want to spend the money on him, right? So you got uh, Atlanta with their pick in, and after that's going to be Chicago. Again, the reason they're picking early is because they're loser organizations with a lot of problems. So as you process things. These are teams with a lot of problems. And we got the Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons, Chicago Bears. So to recap the draft, we got Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Anderson, Anthony Richardson. Devon Weatherspoon, who are Pete Carroll, Paris Johnson, Ohio State Monster, 6'6", 313, Edge Rusher, Kyrie Wilson for Texas a and So that's speed. Forward, lean, speed <clears throat> for Las Vegas Raiders. Not to impress. 
<laughs> could be the last year of Mr. McDaniels from the Bill Belichick tree in Vegas. And then another rebuild. They don't care. They just want the equity in the franchise to increase. And it's a team that's horrible. It saves money on travel costs. Especially with a recession coming and with interest rates higher on loans. Because what the teams do is they take out loans on the equity on the team. So the Atlanta Falcons pick is in. From the Dirty South. All right. And everybody's happy, right? Um, people have tears in their eyes. You got a college coach on my Facebook with tears in their eyes. Because these guys have made and made the money, but they got to keep the money. Because 80% of pro athletes end up broke. Okay. So we're waiting on the Atlanta Falcons uh, pick here. And it is Bijan Robinson running back, Texas. The last thing they really needed was a running back. Their running game was fine last year. Even though they have Cordell Patterson, which is basically a wide receiver at running back, but now they bring in uh, Mr. Robinson from Texas again. When I saw him play this year, was not too impressed. Uh, a guy like him is a dime a dozen. So I don't see him really being an outlier. Because really what a first-round pick is supposed to be is an outlier. This guy is not a not liar at all. I didn't think he was really that great. Right? So now we go to Harry Roseman and your Philadelphia Eagles. Okay? Harry Roseman and... Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Harry Roseman married to the game of football. Uh, he's married to the game of football. He's done a great job building that roster for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's picking in a good spot. He really controls that franchise. Uh, every single little bit of that franchise is Harry Roseman. You got to give him credit. You know, I do not like a guy that has that much power. However, he yeah, was one play away from winning a Super Bowl. Uh, he, he went ahead and he fired his whole scouting staff. So the scouting staff, they got him the players to be one inch away, one play away from winning a Super Bowl. He gets rid of all those people. He brings the people in. That shows you 
how flawed and their thinking and how really how much these guys really don't know anything. <laughs> it's always in life to be better to be lucky than good. Right? Better to be lucky than good. To waiting on their pick. Very unimpressed so far with uh, the happenings. The NFL was mediocre last year, which is, I mean, for entertainment value, bad, but for betting and making money on games, good. So we look to repeat and to continue our monetary success uh, betting on these games. Uh, he's going to, you know, Bjorn Robinson is going to be a good player, but uh, <clears throat> nothing. He's not an outliner. He's not a a splash guy. So next is is going to be the Chicago Bears. And Mr. Warren, again, they're building a stadium. So the pick is in for Philadelphia. So let's see what this new scouting team with this new scouting team, uh, what their pick is going to be. What the scouting team's pick is going to be for your Chicago Bears. Again, uh, Mr. Everhouse, uh, offensive line's decent, so pretty much they need everything. Uh, so Jalen Carter, right? He should have been top four pick. He's still out there. So every pick after that, you got to say, you know, Jalen Carter is going to be perhaps uh, the top guy that should be picked, right? With his character. So is Chicago and Mr. Warren, who's more of a no-nonsense, no-nonsense type guy, is he uh, going to take a chance on Jalen Carr, right? So that, that, in a way, that's the big news that the character issues of Jalen Carter has lost him what thirty million dollars, thirty million dollars for his character issues, right? Not worth it. Not worth it at all. So waiting on to the pick is in for your Philadelphia Eagles and Howie Roseman and his whole new scouting staff. They still got a long way to go. And as we move off here, um, Adrian Rob will be back on. And Chad's going to be here in about 30 minutes. As you look at your 2023 uh, draft, NFL draft, as we're going to use the information to hopefully, not hopefully, I hate taking hope, right? Because hope is not a strategy. Hope is a weak loser word, right? Only losers hope. That's why we've been able to keep our streak at... 
$100,000 a year for a long time. Let's get these other live streams going. NFL draft. Business analysis. All right. So again, you're looking at uh, the management of the team in order to invest any kind of investment. So the pick is in, and they do take a chance. He's crying. He's with Drew Rosenhaus. So Philadelphia takes a chance on Jalen Carter. Uh, from the from the neck down, he's a phenomenal athlete. Problem is from the neck up. So the fact that he's crying and doesn't have a crazy attitude uh, looks like he's doing good. Okay. Looks like he's doing good right now. Jalen Carr, Alabama, he's an edge rusher. To be able to be in this position, such a high draft pick, uh, you know, and again, it's a coup for Howie Rousman. Harry Roseman and that new scouting staff. Scouting had nothing to do with this. It's obviously, this guy's good, right? So it's more of, again, better be lucky than good. He got in that position. And, man, Adrian Rob will get up to Adrian Rob. Uh, and Detroit just missed out on <laughs> Just missed out on this guy because he's a, a uh, game changer, for lack of uh, – let's stay away from cliches, right? Cliches are for losers. But he's more of a – he's an outlier, right? Outlier is a better word. He's a guy who can determine outcomes of football games by taking him over by himself. But it's going to be the character stuff. And, again, 80% of athletes end up broke, so we're hopeful that he's going to keep his money, right? They'll be able to keep his money and do well. Because in the end of the day, you want to cheer for these guys. You want these guys to end up doing well. All right? So that's Jalen Carter to Philadelphia. Philadelphia was one play away from winning the Super Bowl. So this could be that one play. All right? This could be that one play. One play away. Win the Super Bowl. All right, so Jamie Carter, uh, University of Georgia. So that's a lot of Georgia folks.
there's going to be a lot of Georgia folks here. Let's fix the camera here. We're going to get a little help in a little bit. Also, looking forward to uh, Philip Haywood from the high school I graduated from, Lakewood. It's supposed to be on, too. Let me get on this. Uh, you know, went ahead and tagged him. So, also Don Benson. We're looking at Don Benson. We want to get Don Benson on here. These are our Rams experts. All right. All right. But the interview, Jane Carter, he's crying. Hopefully, the fact that he's crying means that he's going to put the effort to kind of pull himself together. He gets the right uh, mentorship, right? Gets the right mentorship. Uh, and does well for himself. Because that's what we want. We want him to do well. And again, the SEC is dominating the first round. So if you want to make money, you want to be a first-round draft pick, you're going to have to go to the SEC. And as a West Coast football fan, uh, not too happy with that. But what can I do? So to recap the draft, we got Bryce Young, Alabama, C.J. Stroud, Ohio State, uh, Willie Anderson to Houston from Alabama, Anthony Richardson, Florida, SEC, Devon Weatherspoon, Illinois, University of Illinois, Paris Johnson, Ohio State, Tyree Wilson, Texas Tech, John Robinson, Texas, Jalen Carter, University of Georgia. And again, we go back to the SEC. Uh, the Chicago Bears, Mr. Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, when now is president of uh, the Chicago Bears, he picks an SEC guy. Again, another monster. Six foot five. 333 pounds. Uh, so, you see how they're going to build a franchise. They're going to run the ball and play defense. That's what they want to do. Run the ball and play defense. And next is going to be uh, Adrian Robb's team, the Detroit Lions. Who is Brad Holmes? The African-American general manager going to pick. Right, so Detroit's on the clock. With the information that Rob gave us, we were almost close to 70% picking the Detroit Lion games. Uh, we want to repeat that. They were on hard knocks. We got information that way. The person with the most information wins. The person with the most information makes the most money. 
So that's the way you have to approach it to be able to monetize the NFL football season. So they're on the clock. Uh, their defense was horrible last year. Their offense was great. Ben Johnson's a great offensive coordinator. Uh, and he did an awesome job with uh, Jerry Goff. People are always downing on Jerry Goff. <coughs> but he had a great season last year. Another guy with great physical skills. <coughs> and his problems for the neck up. The nick up is where the problem is, where the problem lies. So a lot of people are thinking quarterback, but no. You have to go with defense. <coughs> yeah, here we go. You have to go with defense. Coach Dan Campbell is talking about breaking kneecaps last year. We'll see how that goes down. Uh, he tempered his tone. He was in. Okay. Yeah. Internet went down. For a second. Got it back up. All right, my internet's back up. So Detroit is in. Yeah, Adrian Rob needs to link again. Let me get it to him. Get Adrian Rob back out here as his team is making the pick. So it's not in yet. Yeah, back on. All right. You got Andrew Rob back on. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what Adrian Rob thinks his the best choice is gonna be at this point. I would go with another defensive lineman. Somebody who can rush the passer, get him off the field on third down. But their secondary was horrible. So basically anybody uh, on defense would be my pick. Always um, what I like doing is uh, listen, you know, I have the, you know, the NFL package, uh, red zone, uh, <clears throat> So I have like two TVs on with the two games. They got a third TV on with the Rizzo, right? Gotta love my wife, 20 years. <laughs> but she puts up with this because we're making money. So I have three TVs on, and then I have a fourth game in my ear. And I always like having the Detroit Lion games on because they have they've had they've been lucky. Those Detroit fans have been lucky as far as getting really good uh Getting really good play-by-play announcers. And then Lomas Brown, 
he comes up with a uh, with a color commentary. He does a great job of that. And so I listen to a lot of Detroit games we get on the podcast, which we predict all the games. We've made people over $700,000 on the podcast uh, that we know about. So it's like what Jesus says, you know, he healed 10 people. Only two came back to say thank you. He probably had made people 10 times as much money. But that's what we're here for, to help people out, help them make money watching football. Hopefully get out of a situation or two. All right. So we're waiting on uh, the Detroit Lions pick. Again, another team in transition, and we're all rooting for <clears throat> the uh, African American GM in this situation. Yeah. Momentarily, Andrew Rob will be back on. It would be very interesting to see who, who would like to pick at this situation. All right, we're an hour in the 2023 draft. And again, it helps you wrap your head around what's going on in the NFL. Again, to have a handle, get close to the truth, to be able to predict outcomes. And the Detroit Lions are on the clock. They're owned by the Ford family. As we learn their corporate governance. Yeah, and Dan Campbell did a great job. So I always like guys who do more with less. And Dan Campbell did a terrific job uh, with that team who started off not doing too well, and then he came back later on in the season. And you see him there as a bowler. But you said Elijah Vera Tucker, he played tackle last year a lot. Played- right. So the Detroit Lions pick is in. So be very interesting to hear uh Adrian Rob picks up. He says the internet is slow. <laughs> so I'll let them know who they picked. So with the 11th pick, uh, the Titans, right? So the Titans are another. Uh, family-owned Sheepo team. They pick a smart guy. Uh, six foot four, three hundred and thirteen pound monster from Northwestern. So we go Big Ten. 
It's funny, the uh, the team with a big Ten commissioner picked the offensive lineman from the SEC. <laughs> so my SEC fans are going to be like, yep, we're the best conference, the SEC. SEC football. All right, so with the 11th pick, right, Tennessee, cheap team, they need to sell season tickets. Uh, they go with the offensive lineman. So Detroit Lions for Adrian Robb, he's getting a defensive back from the University of Alabama. So there goes Nick Satan again with three first-round draft picks. Jameer Gibbs. Actually, he's going to be a running back. And again, he's another guy who I was not too impressed with. I would have gone defense. So, Rock, uh, Adrian Robinson, goodbye. DeAndre Schitt. Here comes Jameer Gibbs. I would have swore that Detroit would have gone defense. But again, they go with a running back with a lot of speed who can go ahead and keep the offense on the field. Because you got to remember, part of the offense's job is to stay on the field to give the defense rest. And they scored quickly last year. But with a really good running game, you go with a passing game, you can keep your offense on the field, run clock. Right? Got to take a picture for Angel Rob there, let me go back. Go back for a little bit. Yeah, let me do it. So you can take a picture of it around. We went back too far. All right, so Demir Gibbs, University of Alabama, that's three. Uh, that's going to be three Nick Satan players in the first half. In the first round. Again, I would have gotten defense. Uh, but let's, you got to take the, the draft in, in its totality. And really, you're looking at corporate governance how well these teams are organized to kind of take things, uh, take all the things into consideration and be able to uh, put them all in perspective. So that's your 12th pick. Detroit Lions, Jameer Gibbs, Alabama. Got to look at character issues. They just had Jameson Wilson from Alabama gambling of all things, which is stupid. Uh, why are you gambling it, you know, in the building? And now you have the Green Bay Packers. Uh, a very poor franchise from the Midwest. Legacy. Again, it's commercial real estate. The Green Bay Packers are owned by the by the people of Green Bay. So the people of Green Bay own the team. Uh, they're usually a small market team. They just got rid of weirdo, psycho Aaron Rodgers. 
was a bad influence on the younger players. Uh, he, just a bad guy all the way around. Uh, <clears throat> their pick is in. So historically, they've really had really good legacy, really good front offices in Green Bay. Uh, you live in Green Bay, it's a small town. All the players live like kings. So you got to love Green Bay. Your Green Bay Packers. So they got a bunch of draft picks. Uh, in this case, they got an aging quarterback, so they got a lot for an aging quarterback. Uh, the Jets are a chief franchise, so you just want to cut payroll. Now, when you're looking at a business, in a business, what are the biggest costs in a business, right? Labor costs. So when you bring in a bean counter into uh, NFL offense, um, that's, that's what you got to look at. It's labor costs. So you always want to cut labor costs. So the Jets cut labor costs getting a bunch of uh, draft picks out of the way. So now uh, Green Bay has a bunch of draft picks that uh, they can divide the huge $30 million a year Aaron Rodgers salary into players that'll make up their team. And their division historically hasn't been too tough, right? Uh, Detroit, Minnesota's owned by a, again, a nefarious owner. So Minnesota's always gonna not really pay for backups. Uh, Detroit's currently been bad. <clears throat> Chicago, cheap uh, family-owned team. So Green Bay, by being steady Freddy, by making good choices, good draft picks, they have a good young coach from the Andy Reid Mafia family, football Mafia family. Uh, that's their strategy. So they should be in good shape there. Uh, their pick is in, and we're waiting for their pick. Adrian Robert saying, you know, Ben Johnson gets another weapon. Uh, they like guys who can break tackles that are multi-dimensional and can play more than one position. All right, just uh, corresponding with Adrian Rob here. Uh, trying to coach him up, see if we can get him on Zoom. He's on a flight heading back from San Diego. 
All right. So, again, I would have gone defense. They went with a game breaker. You can break a lot of tackles from the University of Alabama. Uh, they want to entertain the fans. Defense with championships. Offense fills the seats. It's a rule of thumb. So again, uh, football is, is you, you get treated like a king when you're there in Green Bay. And the scenes in Green Bay are amazing, right? There's a ton of people there. A ton of people. And it's just this is just the draft. So it's very interesting that uh, we'll talk to you know, Agent Rob if we can get him back or maybe tomorrow. How the money in the NFL, like 70% of the money in sports is tied into the NFL. Remember, uh, the United States, we live in a $134 trillion market. In the NFL, their, their revenue, I guess, is estimated at $16 billion a year. But because... Uh, the owners taking loans on the team and playing interest. Uh, that's why uh, the the money hasn't gotten even crazier than what it is. But it is life-changing money. The next step is for these guys to keep their life-changing money. So, Green Bay. Let's see, it'll be interesting. Their pick, their pick is Luke Van Ness Edge from Iowa. University of Iowa. Uh, again, they went a lot. A lot of teams, for marketing reasons, like to pick the big conference in their area. So they they went with um, an edge guy from Iowa. Iowa usually has really good offensive linemen, but this guy is a defensive guy, edge guy, six five, two hundred and seventy two pounds. And Iowa really did have an elite defense. They tried to just win with uh, defense. So, two Western teams. Uh, Detroit, they won Big Ten last year with Hawkinson. They did a great job on the defensive line. They go running back. And now Green Bay, they go uh, with Edge Roger on defense from that great Iowa defense. So up is going to be Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh, it's a defensive organization like Tomlin. He was part of the greatest coaching staff of all time that I got to see in training camp with Tampa Bay. Tony Dungy was their head coach. Monty Kiffin, defensive coordinator. Lovey Smith was your linebackers coach. Rod Melinelli was your defensive line coach. Mike Tomlin was on that staff. And your defensive back coach was Herman Edwards. So almost that whole defensive staff was head or is head coaches or head coaches. So they usually go with defense.
put their pick is in. So Pittsburgh's pick is in. Again, it's interesting to see that organizations that are not too organized uh, take a long time. Organizations that are organized, they do it right away. So the Pittsburgh Steelers, their pick is in. The last pick was an edge guy. And again, Pittsburgh, all they want to do is run the ball and play defense. Run the ball, play defense. Play zone defense, let other people make mistakes. So they pick. Another SEC guy goes in the first round. Broderick Jones, another monster, six foot five, three hundred and eleven pounds. For the University of Georgia, they win the national title. So now we got uh, Jalen Carter, defensive line, Georgia. Then another guy from Georgia get picked early. No, it was Alabama. So you got Jalen Carter from Georgia, University of Georgia, and now Broderick Jones from the University of Georgia. Two uh, University of Georgia that just won the national championship back-to-back in the first round. So we got gone through 14 picks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven out of the 14 picks are from the SEC. The SEC dominating in the first round. And then um, Pittsburgh gets Broderick Jones, six foot five, three hundred eleven pound monster, and seven out of fourteen are from the SEC. And picking next is the New York Jets. The owner Johnson from Johnson and Johnson, they owe twenty million dollars to the IRS. So even though they have a lot of money, they're bad at managing their money. That's why the Jets are bad. They have uh, no depth on the Jets. They only had one uh, side of the field working last year. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Or... uh, Robert can't get Zoom to work, so he can't back on, but we'll keep him updated. All right. Uh, so, Broderick Jones, monster offensive lineman. So, Pittsburgh can run the ball, run clock, and keep their defense fresh because Mike Tomlin just wants to win with defense and run the football and protect their young. Uh, QB. The product goes to Pittsburgh. Anybody on Podbean, if you have any questions, just let me know.
the Broncos against Pittsburgh. The Jets are next. Right. He does, he has, yes, yes, he sees what he's going on. So Robert Slate, uh, he really, he worked for Pete Carroll. He worked for, you know, he's a smart guy. Uh, graduated from a prestigious school. One of <clears throat> It, the school escapes me at this point, but uh, really his first year, he's more of a CEO coach. Uh, first year really putting his head around the defense is the guy calling the shots because Pete Carroll and Lynch were the ones calling the shots. Him. So you got to think he's going to go defense because he's been a defensive coach. His offense has failed him, so he's going to be like Tomlin. He's going to put it on the defense. He's going to put it on the defense. So you got to think that this fight he's going to look for a defensive guy. So Jets are on the clock. If anybody on Podbean has any questions, let me know. We got a roller there. So again, the SEC dominating with. Uh, seven out of the 14 picks. You always want people to change and evolve, but 95% of people can't change. So you notice that here as well. Uh, none of these teams are changing, so it's going to be a lot of the same old, same old, which is good for us, right? Because uh, the more repetition it is, we can get ahead of it to monetize it, to make money off. Let's see what Detroit picks again. We get some uh, insight from Agent Rob. And Detroit picks again at the 18th spot. We got a minute left. So, again, you look at corporate governance, right? So, I'm going to make a note of that. Uh, the Jets took all, the whole time to pick. Really, what that means is, you know, at the same time, <laughs> uh, Mr. Johnson still hasn't paid the IRS. <laughs> it will take you right to the last second, right? right? So the Jets are taking to the last second to make a pick. Yeah, it tells you how disorganized they are. They're an NFL team. They have resources. They don't have to be that way. So... Again, as an MBA, you look at the corporate structure, you look at how they manage things uh, to be able to predict outcomes. So I'm going to make a note of it here. Jets 
disorganized. Took the whole 15 minutes to make their pick. So I really, there's no, there's no reason for this. They're, the whole, they, they have unlimited budget, right? They have about, just any team really, NFL team has $300 million, right? And they're so disorganized. They, they're so bad at communicating that they had to take, they had three months to make this pick. They had three months to make this pick, and they took the whole time. <laughs> you would think they would be ready to go. It was got Chad Nolan, man, Arena League superstar. Thank you for helping me out, man. Yeah, yeah. Or, kind of keeping up with that. Check it out. What's been going on so far? You yeah, know, no, it's it's been, been more of the same old. Squatching our Hawks picks look very, very good. Oh, nice. I got to put it on. I've been, I've been getting it's the thing situated. Way, way old. Oh, nice. Let me put it on now. As we're heating up in the NBA playoffs now, <laughs> we're 10 and 4 coming into the day. 10 and 4. All right. Hopefully, we can get to what? 12 and 4. Right. So, the Justice election, they. They, they had three months to make this pick, and they took the whole 15 minutes, man. Ridiculous. That's stuff happened in front of them. Must have confused them. Right. It, it, but what happened in front of them was, I mean, uh, wasn't, you know, uh, Adrian Rob that was on here before, he's on his flight. He predicted exactly how everything was going to go down. It wasn't oh, brain yeah. surgery. What, what did he hop off? Uh, he hopped off like half hour ago because he had to get on his flight. Okay. He says that the, the Wi-Fi is slow. He can get ESPN and YouTube, but he can't get on. <laughs> I'll give him the YouTube link. I forgot. I'll give him the YouTube link, too. I'm going to sign in to my uh, sling here to get the NBA game on. Let's see who the Jets picked. Yeah. Yeah, get Adrian Robert a link to YouTube. He says he can get YouTube on the plane. So the Jets with the fifteenth pick. Again, a cheap own team, Johnson and Johnson, but he blew all his money, owes the IRS twenty million dollars. So it's a team we like to bet early, but against them late. I see they're depleted with lack of backups. Right. Talking about the Jets, the Jets, and they pick like funny two edge rushers from the state of Iowa get picked. Will McDonald, the fourth. Uh, when I watched Iowa State, <clears throat> they have a great defense, defensive coach and Coach Campbell. Uh, 
he did not seem like an outlier. So if you're in the first round, to me, you got to be like an outlier. Be like, oh, I watched Iowa State. Man, that that dude is good. I'll, he'll see being. I, I don't remember this guy. Will McDonald the fourth, six foot four, and he's light for a defensive lineman, right? To come off the edge, he's two hundred and thirty nine pounds. So he's gonna have to be lightning quick or put out weight. But really, uh, it a guy in the first round again has to be an outlier. Has to be plug and play. He's got to be ready to play since day one. And at two hundred thirty nine pounds. You know what? What are we doing? We're playing a four-two-five. He's he's really uh, you're gonna drop him back into coverage. What do you think, Chad? What do you think? Six foot four, two hundred thirty-nine pounds, Iowa State to the Jets. Um, yeah, man, I'm not, I'm not too familiar with this guy. Um, he's an edge rusher. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, you watch college football. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is, I mean, but like, yeah, he's kind of like, I mean, what's Von Miller? Von Miller's probably around 240, right? Right. Kind of like that Von, that Von he, Miller speed. Uh, yeah, he's not really an edge. He's a, a linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. You want college football? <laughs> yeah, but they did good. They, they, they did good, right? They, uh, the New York Jets did good. Their problem was the offense, right? He is, I mean, but like, but they're going to they're gonna put it on the defense. So that's going to be their philosophy. So uh, when you look at corporate governance, right, uh, you judge people on uh, what they do, not what they say, right? So when you look at the works, if you will, of the Jets, again, they're looking at defense. You're going to put it on the defense. And that's what this pick tells me. It tells me that's what they're thinking. I mean, they got that the Aaron Rodgers pickup is interesting, man. That they're they're kind of a they're in a tough division, though. That's for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I would have to think they're going to be a contender. What do you think about them being a contender? Who? The Jets. They're in there with New England. They, they you got New England and you got Miami. Yeah, I think. I mean, my I'm picking the Bills or the Jets. Those are my my top two in that division going in right now. Right. You know, I think the uh, I think that they could. I think New England's gonna be down there in the third or fourth again. I think Miami might may struggle a little bit. But the problem is that definitely the Bills are. Yeah, McDaniel's is more of a head coach than Slay, and now they bring in uh, the defensive coordinator, defensive guru. He used to be the Denver head coach. Uh, let me get his name. So, with the offensive fire. Fire, firepower Miami has, and with their new defensive guru coach, and then Bill Belichick, even though he might not have the talent, he can out-coach. He's out-coached Slay twice. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be tough sledding for Slay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Coach Sala. He's more of a CA coach, like I was saying. Uh, yeah. He's a, like a Harvard grad. And Bill Belichick really does well against division opponents. So that's at least one loss. And I like Miami a lot in that division. And he, you know, again, he's he's going through his strengths. He came up as a defensive guy. He goes defense again. <clears throat> Even though Wilson was a good pick last year. So Miami defensive coordinator. 
Vic Fangio. Update. I just got a, a college basketball update here that uh, you know that that Oral Roberts guard that uh, you know they won a game in the tournament the last two years. Then yeah. the tournament again this year against Duke Max Abmas. Yeah. Just transferred to Texas. Ooh. It's gonna be. He's pretty good. Yeah. He's a good player. Texas is gonna be good. All right, so. Crazy two running backs have been taken so early. We don't usually see a lot of very first round running backs. No, and again, yeah, they have a in a way, uh running backs only have like a three to four year lifespan. Yeah. So a cheap exactly. team cheap team is gonna save money, right? He's gonna be only there for one contract. Yeah. And like we were saying in the pod, in business, the highest cost is labor costs. Huge. Wow. Devin Witherspoon, cornerback out of Illinois, fifth round pick. Yeah. I watched that guy play the whole season. I saw a lot of tape on him. Very, very physical guy. Very physical. Not scared of contact. Will jump some shit and stick his nose in it. Right. Um, and he's a pretty good cover guy. I like that physicality aspect in a cover corner. Right. That's 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 that next level of eliteness. You know, you got a lot of guys, elite movement skills, elite athleticism, elite cover guys, but they're not necessarily like when it comes to that fourth and one full head of steam and you're coming and I got to stop this dude in his tracks and not let him cross the goal line. They don't got that, you know, that dog in them. Right. That linebacker that I'm, I'm a middle linebacker. Right. Smacking shit, you know, and Witherspoon that I seen him knock some dudes out this year and he's pretty good. He's solid in coverage. I like him in coverage a lot. So yeah, I could see, I could see him being a, a pretty good corner for a long time with that kind of kind of mentality he plays with. Right, and you need you need that mentality to be good at that position, really. Yvonne Weatherspoon, yeah, man, perfect for Pete Carroll. Now you know the rest of the story. Pete Carroll, Devon Weatherspoon oh, seems yeah. right up his alley. He's like those hard mm-hmm. hitters, like you're saying, knocking people you out. Watching that guy this year for Illinois, yeah, Weatherspoon. Yeah, he was a good, he was a good player. Yeah. All right. Yeah, man. Uh, Washington. Washington, where they're picking. Washington's going to be tough because their whole staff, they're all going to get fired, right? The head coach, GM is going to get fired when the they sell the team. So they're in a lot of turmoil. <clears throat> This is a bad spot. This is not a good place to go. And they pick Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback from Mississippi State. So another SEC guy. So that's eight SEC players that are the top 16 picks. The West Coast has to come up, man. <laughs> the SEC is dominating right now again. Uh, again, he's the guy that wasn't that much of an outlier to me. Uh, he was a Lynch guy uh, who died. Coach, coach died. So man, Josh, there hasn't been anybody drafted west of Texas. I know. That's even though, even now. even though CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, they're both from LA. Not one player from a college west of Texas has been drafted. Yet. Yeah, but CJ Stroud and and, um, and Bryce Young, they're both from LA. They should have gone to this. I know that. The talent, the talent's out here. The talent just leaves here to go to college somewhere else. I know. Three five stars. Again, yeah. okay. uh, I'm going to ask you this. What do you guys think of this? 
Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I Cali, Texas, Florida has to be seventy-five percent of quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. So, what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of this? And you know, you put chance in there now because we're not we're not doing other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're just we're just chopping it up about. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, just the most casual mm-hmm. podcast of the year. Yeah, yeah. It's, Exactly. We're we're laying back. We're just uh, dropping yeah, knowledge. Yeah, we're just in the living room. Chance over there on the couch. Oh, nice, nice. It's Josh. Yeah. Yeah. About the- so, so what do you guys think of this? Uh, three five stars from LA went to Miami for their senior year to Miami Edison. Because you're gonna say that uh, football is more physical. More nasty in the South than it, what it is in LA. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. So, I, I, I got it. You're in my, my headphones, but she has to ask. I said that there was three senior five stars from Edison and Huntington Beach, and they, they transferred to some school in Miami because it, it was more. What is it, Josh? They said it was more physical, higher level competition. More physical, higher level competition. What, what, uh, was it? Was, it wasn't IMG? No, they went to Miami Edison, and there were, I think, two of them were, were from Los Alamitos, and the other one was from like Chatsworth or something like that. Oh no, I guess it was from like Los Alamitos and SoCal schools, and they went to Miami Edison. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think LA is, you know, pretty, uh, pretty tough and and physical. I think you get that the same aspect you get in Miami. I mean. I get like moving from like the suburbs or somewhere that's like really, right. you know, where you don't get that kind of grit, you know, on the field or, you know, you get those guys that are been through the struggle. And I think playing in that environment can kind of get, give you, give you an edge uh-huh. sometimes and just tenacity and, you know, and, but, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, LA to Miami, that just seems like it's, uh, you know, pretty, uh, pretty much similar in, in, in that type of aspect. Yeah. All right, so there you go. Finally, get a West Coast guy. New England Patriots. Bill Belichick. Oh, you know he's gonna get a West Coast guy. Yeah, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. You know that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. So he's gonna learn how to play defense. So he got speed right as a cornerback, and he got a lot of passes thrown at him in the Pac-12. Yeah, for real. Chance Christian Gonzalez, Oregon corner, went to. First round, Patriots, Belichick. No, from Oregon, Christian Gonzalez. No, New England, he's one of New England. Yeah. So That's a good pickup. Yeah, Champ played against him. Yeah, Belichick loves those uh, those long. That's a good. That's a nice long cover corner. Right. That's his. That's his. Uh, Revis, his Gilmore. He's right. Make sure but you got it, man. If you want to be an elite defense, you got to have a dude that you can just like always count on to go against the number one and lock some shit down. Oh, 100%. 100%. Hey, uh, but glad to see Pac 12 get in the first round, get that first round money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That makes sense. So Oregon, Oregon gets those five-star guys. But again, right, uh, when I look at the corporate governance, Bill Belichick is the vice president. He's a general manager. He's a head coach, defensive coordinator. <laughs> so he, he goes with defense again, and they need stuff on offense. So that's what happens when you have one guy just controlling everything. He just gets what he wants. So next is Detroit. Yep. Hey Josh, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat some dinner real quick. Give me All right, like cool. 10, Fifteen minutes. I'm gonna hop back on. All right, cool, cool. Thank you, man. Thank All you for coming right. on, man. Yes, sir. Later. All right. So next uh, is gonna be Detroit. Detroit. Their pick is in. So Detroit is next. So glad to see the SEC. So so, so far, uh, half the draft has been the SEC. Uh, we got two for the Big Twelve, and. Actually, three for the Big 12 and only a couple from the Big 10. Uh, the Big 10 did not have as much talent as we would prefer them to have. And they've only more 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 guys have come out of uh, the Big Twelve than from the Big Ten in the first round, which kind of tells you how the schools are developing talent in the talents in each conference. Because again, we make a lot of money, um, also betting on uh, Big Big Ten games. So Detroit will get a uh, Adrian Rob's opinion on the Detroit picks. Detroit is next. Detroit Lions are rich in first round draft picks. I thought they had three, but it seems like they have two. It was the first. Pick they got Jamar Gibbs running back, so you have to think you got to go defense because that defense was horrible last year. Yeah, coach was on a chopping block uh, again. A Bill Parcells guy, so when you look at the three big football, three. Uh, NFL football mafias looking at uh, Detroit with their head coach Dan Campbell comes from the Bill Parcells tree, Bill Belichick tree. And that's the kind of defense they run. And their pick is in. So Homes, the the hierarchy over there with the Lions, 
they're very organized. They're getting their picks in quick. They were just waiting on their pick. You got to think they have to go with, I mean, their secondary was horrible. You got to think that with the first round pick, uh, you go ahead and you pick uh, somebody who can stabilize, maybe a shutdown corner who could shut things down. So I was correct. They did go with defense, and they go with the third player from the state of Iowa picked in the first round, Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell. So let's see what Adrian Rob thinks about good old Jack Campbell. He's our Detroit expert. He's made us over 70%. He is 6'5", 249 pounds. Again, Iowa had a great defense. All they did at Iowa was play defense. Their games were like 6-3. to three. Uh, he got into a ball game just with the defense. Again, uh, he plays that defense, that zone defense. Uh, for the Bill Belichick tree, let other teams make mistakes. Don't beat yourself. Let others beat you. All right, if they can. So they're, they're going to need more than that. But you can see how they're thinking. Uh, Brad Holmes, solid GM, well-trained. I think he was trained by uh, Dick Marino, Hall of Fame coach. <clears throat> With two decent picks in the first round. The Iowa defense now. Again, Bill Belichick, Mafia, true and true, because the coach at Iowa, uh, Kurt LaFrance, was the offensive coordinator for Bill Belichick. With the Cleveland Clowns. So again, uh, all these people know each other. It's a small world. and uh, But we track it, right? And the reason we track it is to get to the truth and get ahead of what the outcomes uh, can be. Okay. Yeah, I'll be right back. And I'm going to take a short break. Uh, my butt light just arrived. I'll be back in a moment.
All right. We got my ID getting beer delivered. So, again, the Bill Belichick, uh, Nick Satan Mafia. Kajik Clinton is from Pittsburgh. Coach of Pittsburgh is Coach Narduzzi. Narduzzi was coached by Coach D'Antonio. And D'Antonio was the linebacker's coach for Bill Belichick. So, again, the football mafias, the big three football mafias are controlling the draft like they always do. So, Kajaji Clancy from Pittsburgh, again, they run the same defense, the 4-2-5 defense. The 4-2-5 defense. And the Bill Belichy Football Mafia. Again, controlling the draft. The more things change, the more they stay the same. So, uh, the world's changing. The world is evolving. Uh, chat GPT, a lot of things going on. Uh, COVID changed the world. But the NFL, they're making a ton of money. They're staying the same. Right. And speaking of the same, you got a coach. He's in his 70s. We don't want 60%, 70% of people do not want uh, the president to be old. That's why 70% don't want him. Right. So now uh, you got Pete Carroll in his 70s with five jobs. He's the vice president, he's a head coach, he's a defensive coordinator. He's the head of scouting. He gets to pick another guy in the first round. And that's who's up next. Pete Carroll in your Seattle Seahawks. Uh, it's again, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's a defensive team now with their head coach. With a defensive guy from the Andy Reid tree. He coached with Andy Reid. We got Tampa Bay's head coach. He plays that zone blitz. Todd Bowles. So Todd Bowles, great defense cleaner. He hasn't shown that he's been a good guy being able to uh, identify offensive talent, especially from a head coaching position. So that's going to be his... Uh, his game plan, uh, his focus is really being able to uh, support the uh, offensive coordinator with defense. Uh, Tampa Bay already has a really good defense. It's just getting those guys to play and communication. Um, so they have another defensive lineman to stop the run over there in that dirty south with Atlanta. Atlanta's going to be all about uh, stopping the run. So Seattle Seahawks are next. So Kalaji, Clancy, defensive lineman, Pittsburgh, 6'1", 281 pounds. So you're looking at a pass rusher kind of to, to help out with Shaq Barrett, who was 
hurt last year. So defensive depth, right? So in Tampa Bay, I live there very hot. You need depth on defense. Defensive depth. 